Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu an la أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على صلاة الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفدا وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا 
وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضرات في النار أما بعد I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of Jum'ah may Allah gather us with our families in gentle firdaus al-a'la in the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our Ramadan May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the last 10 nights, the night of Laytul Qadr, Ameen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands that we have a very procrastination mindset. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands that many of us, we like to delay things to the very end. As Ramadan begins, we might be pushed, but back in our mind, we're thinking to ourselves that, you know what, I still have a good 25 days left. As we approach the last 10 days of Ramadan and we still are lazy, we're not pushing ourselves, we give ourselves this contentment that don't worry, inshallah, I'll do something in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Or I'll do something in the middle 10 nights, in the middle, uh, or the middle 10 days of Ramadan. And as we are now going through these 10 days, the middle 10 days, the 10 days where most people they become very relaxed. We keep on giving ourselves this contentment that don't worry, inshallah, I know I have to do something, I know I have to make the most of Ramadan, I'll leave it for the last 10 days of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands that we have this mindset. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, time after time in the Quran, He reminds us that sabiqu, badiru, that hasten towards good deeds. Why are you holding back? Why are you leaving things for later on? When there is no guarantee that what's going to happen even till tomorrow. There is no guarantee that we will be able to leave this masjid. Hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that سَابِقُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ That hasten to the remembrance of Allah, to the maghfirah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And hence we find the same theme common in the Qur'an and in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, when will the time come that we will wake up? When will the time come that we realize that we have a gem in our hand and we're wasting that gem? When will we realize that Allah has given you and I an opportunity and there is no guarantee? We have not been given a message by Allah that you will last till next Ramadan and you will witness the next Ramadan. We have to treat this as if this is our last Ramadan. We have to push ourselves as if this is our last opportunity to make the best of our akhirah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He reminds us in the Qur'an, أَلَمْ يَأْنِنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ Has the time not come yet that our hearts, they become inclined towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The word تَخْشَعَ, it comes even though from this word تَخْشَعَ, comes the word khushur, that you humble yourself. When we say the word salat, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those when they pray salat, they are absolutely in the mindset of humbleness. They're in the, in the mindset of concentration and devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is telling us that why isn't our heart that way? Is it a lack of the, of the revelation of Allah? And that is not the case. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us وَمَا نَزَّلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِ فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Allah tells us that even the people of the past, they were given remembrances. They were given revelations. And you also have been given revelations. But do not become like them. Because over time, they did nothing. And as a result of them not doing anything, their hearts became hard. There's a very beautiful story that we find. A story of a man by the name of Malik ibn Dinar, rahmatullahi alayhi. Malik ibn Dinar, rahmatullahi alayhi, was a man that he taught much to many people. He was a great scholar, he was a great alim. But his life before he became an alim and a scholar was very different than what an alim and a scholar usually is. He was a man who would never do anything good. Anytime he was a police officer by profession, but he was a type of person that he would always commit zulm against others. He would always take advantage of others. Being good, doing something that, that is good, was very rare for Malik ibn Dinar, rahmatullahi alayhi. One day he was walking in the marketplace, and he saw that there was a man that if you looked at him, you knew that he's not a very well-off person. He comes to the store owner, and he says, I would like to buy this loaf of bread. He says, absolutely, I'll give you this loaf of bread. He takes the money. A rich man comes and he says, and Malik ibn Dinar is watching this. A rich man comes and he says, I'll give you double. He tells the store owner, I'll give you double of this. And you give me the loaf of bread, don't give it to this person. And this store owner thought, well, you know what, this is, a more, this is an opportunity for me to make more money. He gave it to that person. Malik ibn Dina intervened and he says that, how dare you do something like this. This man came first and he gave you the money, the money that you had initially demanded, but just because this richer man comes and he's giving you double the amount of money and you're gonna give it to him, he then says that I'll give you quadruple the amount of money, give this loaf of bread to the lesser, per to the person who is not rich. Give it to the more poor person. So he gave the quadruple amount. And he asked this person that who is this food for? He says that I have girls at home, I have children at home, and I have nothing to feed them. This is the only thing I can now feed them. And Malik ibn Dinar tells this person that when you feed them, make dua for Malik. He realizes that I am far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, please make dua for me. Please make dua for Malik. And one day, later on, he wants to get married. And he looks around and no one wants to give their daughter to a man who is constantly committing crimes, who is causing chaos in the city all the time. So he bought a slave and he freed her and he married her. And from that marriage, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a beautiful girl. And this beautiful girl would grow up and she had this behavior that every single time Malik would sit down and he would begin to drink wine and alcohol, she would take that bottle of wine from her hand and she would throw it away. She did not want her own father to drink wine and alcohol. A time came later on that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had destined that this girl is to be taken away from Malik ibn Dinar. And she passed away. Later on, of course, any parent losing their child, of course, is very devastating. It takes time to psychologically and emotionally move on in life. And so what he sees one day is that, of course, he's missing his daughter and so forth. But one day he goes to sleep at night and he sees a dream. And in this dream, what he sees is that there is a very chaotic situation that is occurring. A situation where people are running 
helplessly in all different directions. And he has no idea what is going on. And he turns around and he sees that there is this huge serpent chasing after him. And he begins to run as any ordinary human being would do. So he begins to run. And he runs and he runs and he's looking for any type of aid and assistance and help. And he comes across a very weak man. A man that you will look at him and you will say that this is a very religious and God-fearing man. But this person was a very weak person. He was very feeble. And so Madagi Madinai approaches him and he says that can you help me look at this serpent is chasing me. And once again this is all happening in his dream. He's seeing this dream. And so this weak man says, I'm sorry, I'm so weak. This serpent will overpower me. You need to go somewhere else and get your help. And somebody why has mentioned that he came again across this old man. And this old man again, he expressed that I am weak and I cannot help you. You have to go and get help from somewhere else. And he runs and then he's told by this old man that you go to a certain place and there you might find help. And he goes to that certain place and what he sees is, what he sees is that there is a palace. And from that palace, there are coming out of that palace children, beautiful small children, boys and girls. And he waits there and he thinks to himself that I may find my daughter over here. And lo and behold, his daughter comes out of that palace. And she jumps into the arms of her father and she gives a gesture to that serpent and says that go away and that serpent goes away and then he's asking his daughter that what is all this and she says that this is the day of judgment what you're witnessing is the day of judgment and she and then he says that what is this serpent and she says that this is your bad deeds your bad deeds have become so powerful have become so powerful that it was chasing after you and you're not able to escape yourself. He says that what about that feeble man, that old man, that weak man? And she says that that is that loaf of bread. That one good deed that you did, that loaf of bread that you gave to that family, that, that poor man, that is that good deed. And he still does not understand and she explains that, oh my father, you had done so many sins, you have committed so many sins, and your sins had become so powerful, and your good deeds that you had done were so, were so minute, and they were so less, that that old man represented your good deeds, and you had done only one, and hence your good deeds were so weak that it was not able to overpower the sins. And then that is when she recited this ayah. There has a time not come that when you will open your eyes. And Malik ibn Dinar, he awakens from that dream, realizing that I have to change my life around. I have to turn my life around. I have to bring a change in my life. And he goes to the masjid. And subhanallah, it was a time for fajr. And the Imam was reciting exactly this ayah. Again, Alam amanu which is found in Surah Al-Hadid. And hence, this is a reminder for you and I, brothers and sisters, that when will the time come that you and I re-realize that we have to come closer to Allah, but we don't take time in doing that, but we hasten to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
we find the hadith of Rasulullah that today you and I, we complain about fitnas that are all over around us. Fitnas of theology, fitnas of morality. We see our society. And as parents, we keep on saying, give me a dua. Give me this, give me an antidote, give me something. So that my kids, they can protect themselves. The Prophet has already given us the antidote. He has already given us the medication, the solution, that how do you protect yourselves from fitna? He did not say, alayhi salam, that do good deeds. The Prophet says, Badiru, hasten towards good deeds. Why? Because today I can do something, and I can take a break for four or five days, and then do something that is good. And that in itself is called doing good. But when we say hasten towards good deeds, Take every single opportunity that we have. It means that we don't leave out any opportunity. This is why once again Rasulullah says, Badiru bil a'mali fitanan. The Prophet is telling us that if you do not hasten towards good deeds, if you don't take every single opportunity, then these fitnas will consume you. The fitnas are going to always be there in every single era of Islam. Fitnas have always been there. It is not true that there were not fitnas in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. There was sin in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. In the society of Rasulullah ﷺ, there were people who committed zina in the society of the Prophet ﷺ. There were people who, who drank in the society. Overall, the people living in the society of Medina. People were like that. There is no such thing called a perfect situation. There is no such thing called a perfect society. I hear people say that, well, you know what? The reason why the Prophet was able to do such and the reason why the Sahaba were able to do such is because it was a perfect environment. Absolutely wrong. There's no such thing called a perfect situation. Let's get that through our head first. There is no such thing called a perfect world. In every single era, there'll be fitnas, there'll be trials, there'll be tribulations, and there will be challenges. Yet in all that, in order for us to protect ourselves from the fitnas, the Prophet ﷺ is telling us that بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ Hasten towards good deeds before you are consumed by them. And he says that those fitnas are like قَقِطَعِ اللَّيْلِ الْمُظْلِمِ is like the darkest part of the night. Imagine going outside and there is absolutely no light. You have absolutely no idea where you're going. You can trip over something, you can bump into something. Even an animal that might be harmful can probably make its way to you. You can't even protect yourself. This is what happens when we fall into fitnas. And then the Prophet says, يُصْبِحُ الرَّجُلُ مُؤْمِنًا وَيُمْسِي كَافِرًا And people are going to give up their deen so easily and so quickly that a person who calls themselves a Muslim at, at the beginning of the day, in the morning, by nighttime, they will become a kafir. This is the reality. This is something that has been told to us by Rasulullah sallallahu And then he says that dunya. A time will come that because these people are so engulfed and they have been so consumed by those fitnas that then they will give up their deen. They will sell their deen. They will, they will let go of their deen for small, for thing, for small things of this dunya. But this is why, once again, what is the solution in order for us to protect ourselves? The Prophet has told us that protect yourself by hastening towards good deeds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, also we find in Surah Al-Najm, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Have you seen the person who has transgressed? 
Now a person, he says, you know what, I give. But then they think, you know what, if I don't give next time, what's the big deal? I had a person, I had a teenager came to my office just a few days ago. They said that I pray, but then I don't pray. And I don't feel like that I lose anything out of praying. What do I, what do I get? What, what harm comes to me if I don't pray? What harm comes to me if I don't give? And what we don't realize is that we think that there's no harm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَعْطَى قَلِيلًا In this ayah, he talks about giving. He says that these are people who give and وَأَكْدَى And then they stop giving. Why? Because they feel like that there is, you know, there's no need to give. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَعِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ الْغَيْبِ فَهُوَ يَرَى Do they have some knowledge and some information and some intelligence about the future that we don't have? or someone else may not have? Have they been given a confirmation by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that yeah, you know what buddy, you're absolutely clear in the hereafter. You have a first, you know, first class seat to Jannah. Is there any kind of guarantee that we have been given? Why are we stopped giving? Why are we stopped doing good? When there is no guarantee of anything. There is no guarantee that we will enter into Jannah. We have to keep on pushing ourselves. And hence, we keep on, we keep on moving forward. And this is why Rasulullah wasallam, when we talk about things of the unseen, when Allah says that, that when you don't have a guarantee, it is unseen. The day of judgment is the unseen. Likewise, there are things in the future that will come that right now that, are not, uh, that have not appeared in your life. This hadith of the Prophet ﷺ when he says that بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ سَبْعًا That hasten towards good deeds before seven things afflict you. هَلْ تَنْتَظِرُونَ إِلَّا فَقَرًا مُنْسِيًا Are you waiting for a poverty that will, make you, that will make you forget things and so forth? There are seven things that are mentioned in this hadith. Allah, the Prophet ﷺ talks about a potential sickness that may occur. Potential things that may happen in the future that may restrict us from doing good things. The Prophet is talking about that future, things that we have no idea about. Why? This is why. Because Rasulullah is telling us that do not wait for the future. Do not wait for the last 10 nights of Ramadan. When you have the chance now, do it now. So this is why, let's take every single opportunity in Ramadan. Let's take every single day of Ramadan as an opportunity. Not only the last 10 nights, even today, and for the next five days, before we approach the last, last 10 days of Ramadan, and the last 10 days of Ramadan, even half of the month has gone by, it's gone by. Whatever we could not do, we did not do, it's all gone. There's nothing we can make up of that, it's finished. We can still make up for the next 15 days of Ramadan. So let's hasten towards good deeds. Let's not waste any opportunity. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those who hasten towards good deeds and make the best of their akhirah. Amin rabbil alameen. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fi quran azim wa nafa'na wa iyaakum yati wa dhikr hakeem. Astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa lisayil muslimina fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد وفي القرآن الحميد بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد
one of the things that we need to really hasten in these last 15 days of Ramadan is our maghfirah and seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all know the sins that we have committed. We all know that we will not want anyone to know the sins that you and I we have committed. In fact, if people found out the sins that we, would have, we have committed, we will not be able to show our face in society. We know internally the wrong that we have done. We do have our skeletons in our closet. So this is the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about those skeletons. He knows about our deepest secrets. This is the time that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. This is, the, this is not, you know, you hear people say that the first 10 days of, of Ramadan are for rahmah, the middle 10 days are for maghfirah, and the last 10, nights, uh, last 10 nights or last 10 days of Ramadan are for deliverance from the fire of Jahannam. This is not true. Rather, the entire month of Ramadan is to ask Allah for His mercy. The entire month of Ramadan is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And the entire month of Ramadan is a month where we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for deliverance from the fire of Jahannam. So as we approach these last 15 days coming up now, let's make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. We remind ourselves the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that as he, as he ascended the steps of the pulpit, he kept on saying, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. When the Sahaba were asked him, Ya Rasulullah, we saw something that we have never seen today. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Jibreel appeared before me and he made three duas and he cursed those three people. He made dua that may Allah's curse be upon these three people. And one of those are that a person who found the month of Ramadan, a person who was given Ramadan, but he was not able to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about first, this is the dua of Jibreel, the best of all the malaika. The power, think about the power of that dua of Jibreel alayhi salam. And then on top of that, you have the ameen of the best human being, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is a dua that is very lethal. That is a very dangerous dua that you and I, we don't want to be part amongst or be part of that group. So this is why that while we have found Ramadan, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, we find that Aisha radiallahu anha mentions that in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, the Prophet would often recite, Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. But that doesn't mean that we have to do this only in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Even starting now, we can make this dua. Every kind of dua, maghfirah. Why not we sit there and we just, instead of saying, astaghfirullah, 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 sit down, think of every single sin that you and I, we have committed, and then ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. That istighfar, that forgiveness becomes more meaningful rather than just saying, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Think about the sins, internalize. What am I asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Imam Nawi says, the only way our tawbah can be accepted before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when there is sincere regret. When I say astaghfirullah, 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 there is no sincere regret there. So we have to think of the sins that you and I, we have committed and then ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his, his, for his forgiveness and his rahmah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us for amongst those who will be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us for amongst those that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala releases the list of names 
who will be saved from the fire of Jahannam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put our name on that list. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the best in this dunya and the akhirah. Amin rabbil alameen. Allahumma ansur islam wal muslimin. Allahumma ansur islam wal muslimin fi kulli makan. Allahumma ansurna ala man khalafana. Wahfad biladana wa aslih awladana. Washfi mardana wa afi mubtalana. Warham mawtana wa khud biaydina ila kulli khayr. Wa asimna min kulli shar. Wahfadna min kulli dair. Allahumma qasimna min khashyatika ما تحول به بين به بيننا وبين معصيتك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن يقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسلك علما نافع وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب أمين رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القربى وينهى الفحشاء ومنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون أقم الصلاة Australian Lions fill in the gaps. There's still a lot of space in the main hall. Brothers in the back two rooms, please come in. Brothers in the lobby area, the hall area, the hallway, please come inside. Once again, do not wait for others to fill up the gap. Hasten to fill up the gaps. الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر
سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله If I can just have just, uh, just two minutes of your time please before you leave As you all know that um, Alhamdulillah part of Epic Majid we do so much that we do for the community we offer so many services from top to bottom from seniors all the way to down to children there is no age gap age domination in our community that is left out we try to cover everyone and we try to do multiple programs for everyone this of course requires help services I mean donations and so forth so this is why you all know that we have a campaign called 313 Meaning that, for example, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there were 313 Sahaba who stood up, put their lives on the line for the very first battle of Islam. So today, inshallah, keeping that number in mind, and this is a very significant number, no time right now, but today we're looking for 313 people to step forward and try to donate on a monthly basis recurring to the masjid so that we can help maintain our operations. So keeping that in mind, who will be the very first person who will just who will give? A hundred dollars a month only. We're not asking 500, 250, only hundred dollars a month. Who will be that one person? We have one here, Takbir. We have two, three. Keep your hands up so that the brother can come to you. Where's, where's my, where's all the brothers? Nasik, please come. We have one there in the corner. We have five. 
Who's going to be the sixth person? We, we, still need, we still need like several more hands. Once again, this is for you. This is all the services. We have one in the back. We have one in the back. Where's Harun Baik? Um, there's something in the front. Keep your hands up if you did not get a card. Who's going to be number eight? Who's going to be number eight? Please, please, once again, this is for the masjid. This is for the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have one in the corner there, eight. We need, uh, we need few more. We need few more. We have eight so far. Let's try to keep this ball moving. Let's keep the ball moving, inshallah, brothers. Come on, brothers. I know we go out with our families one time for dinner, for lunch. We spend $150. Right now, I'm asking only $100 a month. Only for the entire month. Give $100. We have number nine. We have, let's get number 10. Who's going to be number 10? Number 10. Once again, you give, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. We just talked about a hastening towards good deeds. This is an opportunity for us. The Prophet was most generous in the month of Ramadan. Inshallah, you give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will multiply that reward. Can I get number 10 at least? Can I get number 10? Can I get number 10? We have number 10 here. Takbir. Alhamdulillah, we got 10. Let's keep the ball a little more moving. Let's keep it going. Let's just get five more people, inshallah, and then I'll end this, inshallah. Let's get five more people who can give, inshallah. Five more people, and then I'll finish this off. Five more people. Five more people. Who's going to be those five people? Who's going to be those five people? Okay, we, um, I thought there was one hand in the back. Who's going to be those five people? No one? Okay, let's go to 50. Who's going to give $50 a month? Just raise your hands, please. $50, we spend on our gym membership $60, $70 a month. We spend on Starbucks $67 a month. $50 a month for the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Raise your hands, please. Who's going to give $50 a month? So no one wants to give $50. Okay, I have $50 here. I have $50 here. The first $50 here. Who's going to be another person who will give $50? We have the second brother here, $50. Let's give five people, inshallah, to give 50, then we'll end this, inshallah. We have one more in the corner. We have one more card. Jazakumullah khair, $50. Let's get two more. We have one here. We have one more here. That's four. Let's get one more, and inshallah, we'll end this. We have one there in the corner, and the black thobe. Jazakumullah khair. Allahumma a'ti munfiqan khalafa. All those who gave, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you it exponentially. All those who gave, who have given in the past, to this campaign and so forth. May Allah put barakah in your life. May Allah subhanahu put barakah in your akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and your families. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصمه ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر 
يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون